Live and create from your true personal power. This is Elevation Nation. Welcome back to Elevation Nation. This is El Sompress and I am your host. We get together every week to talk about how we can elevate the joy in our lives and the success in our business. And today, I actually thought about a video that I watched probably 10, 15 times a couple years ago and then have watched it here and there throughout the last couple years. It's a video about trust and you may have seen it. I'm going to post a link to it in the uh, con- or in the, the description section of this podcast so you can check it out if you haven't seen it. But I had written an article about it that I entitled, Who Will Catch You When You Fall? And it's really about inspiring trust in one another. And of course, you know that my belief stems from we must first have trust in ourselves. But the video just completely blew my mind, both visually and artistically, as well as the message that was behind it. And I'm not generally someone who likes repetition. You know, some people like to put a song on or an album on and they listen to it over and over ad nauseum or a new song comes out and they're like, that's all I've been listening to. And I'm just not that kind of person. (laughs) I'm not that girl. I favor varying rotation over intense repetition. But this video, when I saw it, it was two, two and a half years ago, and it just grabbed a hold of my heart. And it really just was magical as I watched it. The movement, the strength, the grace and precision, the message about trust, and even the vibratory music that they chose to put behind it, it all comes together to just form this truly exquisite work of art. But before you run off to watch it, let's just take a minute to explore this magnificent, scary, tricky, powerful thing we call trust. The narrator in the video calmly states, trust is a confusing thing. And he later continues on to say, trust is your relationship to the unknown, to what you can't control. And you can't control everything. And it's not all or none. It's a slow and steady process of learning about the capacity of the world. And it's worth it to keep trying. And it's not easy. So who do we trust and how do we trust? And how do we know we can trust them? I mean, what does real trust even look like? As I said earlier, I believe that trust first and foremost and most importantly begins with ourselves. If we can't trust ourselves, it's going to be really hard to fully open our heart and trust others. And if we can't trust others, it's really hard to trust in the ebb and flow of life. And this is where we all become control freaks. We try to control the outcome. We become attached to the result. We start to manipulate other people, even unwittingly. But we do things in order to get a result. We do things in order to have a certain effect on people because we can't trust that life is here to support us and that we will be taken care of. But again, that backs up from you can't trust life if you can't trust others. And you can't trust others if you can't trust yourself. So to believe that we are always going to be okay and be taken care of and have our needs met and be exactly where we need to be at any given moment, even if that moment is a hard lesson, that we brought that into our existence, we manifested it, we attracted it, we chose that situation to grow. If we see everything as an opportunity, it may not have been what we preferred. We may not have consciously chose it as in, wow, this seems like a great idea. There are very, very painful things that we choose sometimes, but it's because our soul needs that experience to go deeper and to heal. 
The problem is, is when people turn from the opportunity, push it away and build up a bigger wall rather than let me open up to this and learn how to trust at a deeper level and take care of myself and show compassion and forgive and learn from. These are two different takes from any experience in our life. Now, of course, there are experiences in our lives that we don't have any control over and they're not in our choosing and we can't necessarily, quote, attract them or manifest them when they have to do with somebody else. My sister fighting stage four cancer, that's completely out of my control. And yet I've had to learn over the last three and a half years to trust in the moment, trust day by day and trust in her doctors, trust in my sister to care for herself to the best of her ability and trust that we'll be given another day. Sometimes trust requires you to completely go into the unknown and just believe if even just for right now that things are working in your in your favor and that when they don't you will be there to catch yourself and that you can always count on yourself to take care of your needs now sometimes taking care of your needs means reaching out to somebody else I do not believe that we are meant to do things alone but knowing that I will show myself care and compassion and forgiveness, whatever it might be needed, and not a but, an and, I will also reach out to others to be there for me, to be of support, to lift me up when I feel at my lowest, to just listen to me if that's what I need. So it's a combination, but that's still trusting yourself that you will have the courage to reach out and say, I need help. Or I just need love, I need a hug, I need support. And that's where the trust goes into the other person. You need to find people in your life that you can trust that will say, I'm here to catch you when you fall. I believe in you. I've got your back. Through the high times, the celebrations, the victories, the triumphs, and through your missteps, your mistakes, your falls, your battles, and when you feel at your lowest low. So to be able to believe that we are always going to be okay, even if we're not okay in the moment, because it's okay to not be okay, but that we will be okay and taken care of. So I want you to start by asking, do you trust yourself? And I mean really, not just rationally and cerebrally in your mind, say, yeah, yeah, I trust myself. Do you really trust yourself? Do you believe that you will do what is best for yourself? Now think about this in a love relationship. Love is a tricky, tricky situation in and of itself because loving someone does mean loving them through the hard times. But if you're in an abusive situation, that's different. Or if someone repetitively lies to you but doesn't make amends, doesn't make, um, what do I want to say, really take action to change that behavior, there's times where you just need to say, this is painful to walk away, but it's what's best for me in the end because I am putting myself in a situation that is hurtful and painful and maybe dangerous, and that is not best for me. But can you trust yourself to, even when it's hard, do the right thing? Again, that's in a relationship to someone else. That's even, you know, just when you're faced with different things. I mean, if you found a wallet on the ground, do you trust yourself to do what's right? even if the money that's in that wallet is very tempting and you could really use it? Do you trust yourself to do the right thing? Or do you tend to get caught up in emotion? Are you constantly living by reaction? So rather than being able to stay true to yourself in any given moment, it kind of just depends on, quote, how you feel. 
Remember, feelings are fleeting. So you don't want to constantly be in emotional reactivity because that's not authentic living. That's just this heightened sense. Emotions are very high, right? Like if you remember that show Snapped, I don't believe that some of those people are generally dangerous, but they become dangerous because they let their emotions take the lead. They're, they just got so heightened that boom, they snap and do something that affects, alters their entire life. And I think that show was about murder. I'm not sure, but I know it was maybe around domestic abuse and, you know, that's a whole other topic, but you know, it's just that snap where emotion takes over. You're living by reaction rather than stepping back and making a choice that will actually be better for you in the long run. It's the concept of not doing what you want now in lieu of what you want most. So do you trust yourself to make a difficult choice when it's what you need to do, but don't necessarily want to? Will you listen to your instincts or are you constantly on emotional overdrive? I want to stop real quick and say emotions aren't wrong. Emotions aren't bad. And emotions are your teachers and they will lead you to healing if you learn to listen to them. But being emotionally driven will often make you illogical because emotions are irrational a lot of times. They're high, they're low, we feel good, we feel bad. There's nothing wrong with feelings, but they can kind of be erratic and all over the place. And that's where we have to take a deep breath and return to ourself and say, what is the truth here? Not just, whoo, I'm feeling... You know, it's like people who meet someone for a week and they're like, we're getting married, you know, because they're on an emotional high or somebody who unfortunately, and we're actually going to cover this next week about depression, but when people get in a very low, low and take their life, which is a very deep topic, but that's letting your emotions drive rather than, than being able to seek out the help that would help you get through it. I've been in a very deep depression, so I know it's a dark, dark place. So we'll talk about that next week. I've got a great podcast planned for that. So another question to ask yourself is, do you tune into your own needs? When you have needs, will you address them or will you brush them aside? Do you attend to them or do you say, I shouldn't be so selfish or I shouldn't need that or I shouldn't expect anybody else to help me? And here's the thing is expectations. Okay. They can cause some suffering in our lives. That's for sure. But it doesn't mean that you shouldn't have people in your life that you believe you can go to and say, Hey, I really need some support right now. Can you be there for me? And keep in mind, someone might not be able to do it right that moment, but ask them, is tonight a better time? Could we talk tomorrow? Or if you're in that urgent emergency state, there's hotlines. There's people that might be able to say, yeah, I, you know, I don't have a ton of time, but I've got about 10 minutes. Pour your heart out or I've got an hour, right? And if it's up to you, and sometimes what we want is to address our own needs and attend to our own needs. We do need to learn to self-soothe we just need to learn that we don't only need to self-soothe. But So will you attend to yourself and say, I care about how I'm feeling. I care about what I'm experiencing. I'm compassionate for the fear I feel right now, even if it's about starting a new business or writing that book and you're feeling trepidation. Can you just attend to that need of, let me take a deep breath and address the fact that I feel afraid right now? Because that's how you build trust with yourself. When you can be honest with yourself rather than I shouldn't feel this way, just simply saying I do feel this way. And feelings are fleeting. Feelings are sometimes irrational. It does not mean it is my truth. But I am going to attend to that feeling, show myself empathy, compassion, show myself, again, if it's something where I kind of messed up, show myself forgiveness, be gentle, be kind to myself 
that is attending to your own needs and that builds a sense of trust within yourself because you know you will always be there for you. And again, if that means asking somebody else for help, you know that you have the courage to say, hey, I really, really need to talk to somebody right now. Do you have a little time? That's again, attending to your own needs by reaching out and asking for support. One of the hardest things for us humans is to ask for help. So will you ask for help when you need it? Will you open up and allow other people to support you? And will you support yourself? This will create such an environment of trust within you that it literally will start to shift your experience with other people. How much you can trust other people, how much other people will actually even trust you. It's kind of like nutrition in a way. It's feeding yourself so that you are satiated, that you are full, so therefore you can feed others. Because if you can't trust yourself, you're going to look to everybody else as they're probably trying to take advantage of you, or they're going to let you down, or they're lying, or they're not being authentic because you're lying to yourself. You're not being authentic. You're letting yourself down. You're disappointing yourself. So of course you expect others to do the same. So then that leads us to the question, do you trust others? I rattled off so many questions about trusting yourself because it really is the foundation of which all trust is built. The stronger your own emotional core is, the more you can weather any storm that comes your way because your core is really your anchor. And so when you build that up and there's trust inside and there's forgiveness inside and there's love for yourself inside and there's gentleness and kindness and all of those things that create a rich environment, that becomes your anchor. Or you're going to feel as you're being tossed around like a surfboard in the waves and just being kicked all over the place. So as you learn to trust yourself, that's a big, big part of living a happy and fulfilling life, which also stems into community. Another part of a happy, fulfilling life is having a community of people around us that we know we can trust. People who support us and cheer us on and believe in us and listen to our struggles and celebrate our wins and lift our spirits and tell us the truth and can say it with love. Because telling the truth sometimes can hurt. But if it's truth said in love, be willing to listen to that person and be willing to trust them. If you know there's someone who has your best interest in mind and they're not just stabbing or poking, just trying to bring you down, you may want to listen to what they have to say. Now that can be a few limited people in your life because I'm not saying that everyone out there is going to be trustworthy. But I believe if you lead with I have so much trust in myself that I even trust I'll be able to decipher between who is trustworthy and who is not. And if somebody seems trustworthy or has been trustworthy and they break that trust, that I trust myself enough to call them out on it, to speak up and say, hey, I don't feel you're being real. I don't feel that you're being honest with me. Or that really hurt when you let me down. Or that really hurt when you lied to me. Or that really hurt when you talked about me behind my back, whatever it might be. I believe that one of the best things we can ever hear from another person is, I have your back. From someone we know truly stands by their word. Someone who is being fully present for you is immensely powerful. But you have to start with being fully present for yourself. And what's equally important is to be someone 
who is able to trust and be trusted. A lot of people want to have people they can trust, but then they have a really hard time actually leaning into that. And again, I think it stems from if you're not trusting yourself, it's going to be really hard because you're a mirror, right? So when you look outward, if I can't even trust myself to be honest with myself and authentic, to be there for myself, to show up for myself, to be present, to be compassionate, how on earth am I ever going to expect that others who I'm not even in their mind and in their body are going to be that way? So you can see how when you really start peeling away the layers, it is obvious why trust can be confusing. But I invite you to start with this concept. Transparency leads to trust. When you open your own heart to your deepest truth, you'll learn to trust and believe in yourself. And when you believe in yourself, you will have more faith in letting other people in and allowing yourself to trust them. And people will trust you more because they see that you are someone that stands by yourself. They will see by example that you are a trust trustworthy person just because of how you treat yourself and because you open yourself to trusting them. Because if that trust is ever broken, you will know what to do because you have trust in yourself. You'll know what to do. You'll know what is best for you at any given time. You may have to sit with it, may have to question it, may have to not be emotionally reactive, right? And sit with it for a day or two or a week or however long it is to sometimes hear the clarity through the emotion. But you'll know. You'll be able to lean into that and say, I'm just going to get quiet with myself and I know that the truth will emerge. You know you are safe in your own resolve. So the protective shields can start to come down. The boxing gloves, protectiveness, can come off. You can rest and surrender into authentic trust. I was one who had major walls around me in my 20s. No one would have really outwardly seen that. I was super outgoing. I became very successful in my radio career. I had a lot of friends. I was, you know, very social. And I bought my own house. And I was traveling around the world. Outwardly, it didn't appear that there were walls. But they were there. They were all around me. And they were around my heart. And until I really learned to trust myself, it was that simple. I really just didn't fully trust others to ever have my back. Likewise, when you're able to fully open your heart to others, that's how they learn to trust and believe in you. People are drawn to authenticity, not shields, not walls. We all have some that might need to be broken down, but people are naturally drawn to genuine people who they feel don't have a bunch of facades and masks and ways they're trying to impress or to gain or earn or pull in or control, that they're just being them. And it allows other people's defenses to fall around them. And that trust builds. Because authenticity makes people feel safe. There's no curveballs, no hidden agendas, no secrets that are going to spring forward and smack them across the face. Transparency leads to trust. So I'm going to leave you with another favorite part of this exceptional video that this was all based on, and then I'll leave you to go watch it on your own if you want to pull up the link. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. So here's the quote. We talk about trust as something you build, as if it's a structure or a thing. But in that building, there seems to be something about letting go. And what it affords us is a luxury. It allows us to stop thinking to stop worrying that someone won't catch us if we fall, 
to stop constantly scanning for inconsistencies, to stop wondering how other people act when they're not in our presence. It allows us to relax a part of our minds so that we can focus on what's in front of us. Breathe that in and really just think about what that means or feel into what that means or just absorb and embrace what that means. Because I know the constant scanning for inconsistencies, that was a big part of my growing up based off of some patterns of my father. And I still feel it sneak in from time to time. And I have to remind myself, you're scanning for inconsistencies. You're wondering and worrying about things that are really out of your control. And to just step back and relax and focus on what's right in front of me. So I hope that you will take time to do the same so that you can live honestly, live truthfully, and live in love. Have a great week. Share this with your friends. You know I love to get the word out because the more we're elevating as individuals, the more we're elevating the world as a whole. I look forward to talking to you again soon.